Hello and welcome to the Fish on Ted podcast, where we talk about the business of hunting and fishing. Hello, this is Ted Johnson with the Fish on Ted podcast. I want to thank you so much for joining us uh, for this particular podcast. I've got something pretty important I would uh, like to share with you today, and uh, I think it's going to come in handy in helping you build your business. You know, have you ever had one of those moments when, when kind of the light comes on and all of the pieces just seem to fall into place? Well, that actually happened to, to me today, and, and today is uh, Sunday, May 13th, 2018. Yep, it's Mother's Day, and I'll remember it, of course, uh, in, in regards to celebrating Mother's Day, but also in what I feel is a, a very uh, big, um, profound understanding of something that's really been bugging me out there. And it's so important that I wanted to get this uh, podcast out immediately, and, and uh, hopefully it'll help you also. Um, the, the topic of this podcast is called reputation management. And for most of you, it's something that you probably had never heard of. But without a doubt, I can say in one way or another, it's going to play a huge role in your business in the not-so-distant future and why your be- business either succeeds or struggles. And mark my words, there's going to be very little middle ground to this. If you adapt to the philosophy of reputation management, your business is going to grow and it's going to succeed. If you don't and you ignore this kind of change in the business world, you're going to suffer. So let me explain. I I don't think that anyone would argue with me if I said that Google employs some of the smartest people on the planet. They not only employ the amazing technicians with their you know, re- refined knowledge of particular subjects and topics, but they also hire very brilliant futurists that give uh, Google insights on what could happen in the future if they implement certain tactics. And, and, I, and I, I, I think most people would agree with me. So hang with me here. I'm going to spend a little bit of time on this hokey pokey stuff, and I'll address then how this all affects the fishing and hunting industry, and how it's going to help you fill your calendar. So here are some facts that you and I must agree on to make my observations and my predictions valid. And the first one is, like you, Google is a business. You have to agree with that. Their grassroots goal is to make money, and they do sell by selling advertising and services. Number two, they do have competition. Their competition is in the likes of Yahoo and Bing, who are also search engines, albeit very less technical and less successful, but competition nonetheless. And as for market share, Google has roughly three times the market share than all of the other search engines combined. Now, my first rhetorical question to you is, does Google want to maintain its current market share or do they want to lose market share? And of course, they want to maintain or grow it. And then the third fact that we have to grow, uh, agree upon is Google grows its market share by providing a better experience, which means in their world that the websites that they're showing in their searches are relevant to the search criteria that's being kind of typed in by the user that their websites they display are best in class for the search 
and they are legitimate businesses, which they're having a little bit of problem with this, and this is how, uh, what we're gonna be getting into. And then three, their search engine results keep up with the fluidity of business climate, meaning when somebody goes out of business or they're struggling, then their, their website ranking should be deteriorating at that point. But here's the problem that Google and all the other search engines that have had in making good on the last two points. One is anyone can put up a website. Now it used to be really expensive. I mean, if somebody didn't have 20, 30, $40,000 in their pocket back in the 90s, they really couldn't launch a decent website that uh, was based on business practices and that sort of thing. And nowadays, you know, for a couple hundred bucks, you can get a couple page website that makes you look kind of as big as the big guys, right? Um, and we're all seeing these websites now of these guys, maybe they're in a rowboat and their website looks as good as the website uh, for the guy that has a fleet of 15, 42 foot Viking charter boats. You really can't tell the difference on the web. Two is Google has relied on the business owner to kind of toot their own horn by putting in testimonials on their site and talking themselves up and they've just had to go with this, whether or not that is correct. And three is Google has little or no way to verify the legitimacy of a business. That's how these low quality businesses sneak into these first page Google rankings. But the climate has changed. Very slowly, very methodically, these futurists that work for Google have sort of seen what's going on. And they know that they have to change that. Otherwise, Google's market share is gonna drop because the validity of searches that are going on isn't gonna reflect the market out there. So over these past few years, Google has been quietly promoting something they're calling Google Business. Now basically, it's a way to promote your business on Google by setting up a business page, which is kind of comparable to the business pages on Facebook, only it's a whole lot more powerful than what's going on on the social medias out there, such as Facebook and Instagram and that sort of thing. One of the telltale signs of this movement is the placement of Google Maps on the first uh, page of searches. Now we've all gone to Google and we've all searched for things such as a coffee shop in Portland, Oregon. And what will come up then is a listing of all the coffee shops in Portland, Oregon. But as of about a year and a half ago, this map started appearing. And that map then has listings under it of coffee shops that are then pinned on that map. Well, that map and the results of that map is driven by Google Business, right? They're on the top of the first search page, which is in the prime position, and they've decided, they, meaning Google, has decided who shows below the map based on a number of criteria that appears in the Google business page of, um, of, uh, on their business. These business listings are above the organic rated listings that everybody's been spending thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars to achieve and climbing these ladders and trying to improve their SEO and their rankings. Now, all of a sudden, Google has put this new category even above that and, and are basically telling us this is more important. 
right, in regards to the ranking of business, because we're gonna show these businesses first, because we as Google feel better about the validity of the businesses that we're showing below this map. So why are these business listings above the organic listing? It's, it's because Google can verify. Um, they qualify and quantify the businesses that they are confident in these businesses uh, more, more confident than, than ones that show up down below organically. Google actually has a department, and, and up until a, a, a while, it's probably been a year, it's been really hard to find a telephone number to get a hold of somebody at Google. And now there is a Google business page development number that anybody can call that will help businesses set up their business page and start ranking in these maps and that sort of thing. But in this department, they can verify through various means the ownership of the business. So you just can't put up a website for a business that you, you, know, that you say you have. You have to show verification of it. Um, the, what kind of business they are based on different categories. The location of the business is also verified and it monitors the quality of the service of those businesses through something called Google Reviews. Okay, so here's where I drive back home to, to, get, to get more butts in your seats or people booking in your calendar. Google still blends the criteria of the business placed under these maps in a secret sauce that's called a logarithm, right? And they keep tweaking this based on the information they're getting. And one of those data streams is in this customer review. So if you, as the business owner, are getting good, consistent Google reviews, and Google, Google then can determine that, yep, you're in business, so you're going to get kudos. You're going to get better ranking for that because you have your customers and clients going in methodically and adding in reviews on a regular basis. If you're getting consistently four and five star reviews, then Google discerns from that that not only are you in business, but you're providing excellent service, maybe better than any you know than the others out there. So you get a higher ranking not only in Google Maps, but in your Google website since in your website on Google because they're tied together. If you're no longer getting reviews, then Google will even question if you're in business or not, and your rankings on both organically and maps will start to decline. Um, and um, because the Google business page is linked to your website, then you're, as I mentioned, the website rankings are going to start decreasing. So here's the thing. If, if your business is not set up correctly or is not even set up, under Google Business Maps, then your rankings in Google Business Maps won't even show if it's not there, and your website's gonna take a hit on organically because of that. So it's so, so important to have this set up because Google is really, really starting to lean heavily on this data that they're collecting. You need to take advantage of this opportunity because you'll want to have those good, that good Google business page set up correctly and be asking your clients on a regular basis for reviews, right? Otherwise, again, your maps ranking and your website ranking will decline. One of the questions that comes up in my discussions with people is, 
Do I have to have a Google business page and review since I'm already on Yelp or TripAdvisor or whatever the other you know ranking companies are? And the answer is yes. And let me explain why. The internet is like a sandbox. We used and, and that you know the sandbox that we used to play in as kids with our little yellow iron trucks and we would make our roads and our mountains and excavate and that sort of thing. And and the sandboxes typically were fairly large, so we could invite all of our buddies over with their trucks and, and, and their stuff and we would happily all play together. Um but but basically the internet and 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 is is pretty much owned right now in the search criteria by Google, and they own the sandbox. They're allowing some people in, like Yelp, there you know, and uh, TripAdvisor to provide services, but they're playing in Google sandbox. Google can at the at a whim say, you know, you're not providing valid information anymore, so we're not going to rank websites according to the information that you give us. And so it gets back down to they're relying, going to be relying more and more on their own information. And so as you can see, business, uh, Google business pages and reviews are extremely important because the market share Google has and the influence they control, have, uh, um, they really have a, 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 a huge lead on the rest of the different search engines out there. With so much emphasis now being placed on reviews, you can easily see how guides and outfitters will either be struggling or they'll succeed wildly if they adapt to this new concept of getting reviews posted on Google. Well, anyway, I hope this has been helpful. I didn't mean to be too cryptic by it. If you have any questions, you can always reach me uh, by email at fishonted at gmail.com or give me a call at 503-380-8012. Tight lines, everybody, and God bless.